0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com.
1: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadale. And Mario Hines, brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world.
0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Underdog Sports NFL Show. I'm Chris Horvidell, joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, how are you? I am feeling good. (laughs) Just feeling good. Feeling good. (laughs) <laughs> Any reason you haven't? Actually, a good no. Day? Yeah, thank just...
1: you for asking. Uh, I mean, today was a very good day, actually, very productive day. But also, I'm okay. More, actually, more than okay with the uh, Detroit Lions OC hire. Okay, and that makes. Let's talk happy. about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. What, yeah, what are Dar- your thoughts, Daryl Bevel, I think he did a really good job of uh, growing Lockett and getting a lot out of Russell Wilson. I think he did a, uh, an amazing job of of creating. A uh, uh, solid O line for Marshawn Lynch to thrive, and with the way the Lions' offense is going, I think he will have a, a strong uh, idea of how to continue to develop what looks like a run-first, a high percentage passing offense. So mm-hmm. I'm excited.
0: So Bevel spent seven years as Seattle's offensive coordinator. I don't. That's weird, right? That a guy on a team like that with an offense that was thriving. Stuck around for seven years and he's a young guy too. He's only 49 right now. So like, is that a, any kind
1: of red flag for you? It would be. Why didn't if, he get,
0: why didn't he get the chance before?
1: It would be a red flag. I don't know if it's more, I mean, I guess it, it will be a combination of chance, but I, I lean more towards, I mean, the Pete Carroll loyalty I think is a real thing. I think Pete Carroll mm. is a great coach to work with. I think he treats his staff well and players well, uh, Everyone in the, in the, from even even management, uh, love him. So I think it was more so just having uh, a buy in in the window of Seattle and Pete Carroll taking care of him. And then he took a year off after it was like it, kind of the, the Seahawks offense imploded in a, in a sense uh, with the roster and, and just statistically and inefficiency wise and output. So took some time off. And I like that he did that because now there's no like, actual bad taste in my mouth it was just a time for a change and mm. it took a year to to create that change
0: well the, the time for a change thing is very interesting and very powerful and I don't think we're going to see that any more than what's going on in Green Bay right now so I was I was talking to Anshu yesterday Anshu a big Green Bay Packers fan and it's also worth pointing out that he's a he's a Wisconsin alum with all the respect in the world for Joe Thomas and uh, the Browns hired Joe Campen Away from the uh, the Green Bay Packers, he's their offensive line coach, a yeah. guy who was held in incredibly high esteem around the NFL. And I asked Anshu what kind of, how big a move it was for for the Browns, and he likened it. And remember, this is a guy with all the respect in the world for Joe Thomas. He said adding Joe Camp basically offsets the loss of losing Joe Thomas.
1: My goodness, my like, I mean, Campen
0: means not, that much. <laughs>
1: Not that it's impossible, but if you talking if we're talking development and maximizing a fringe guy to a solid backup from Mm -hmm. a solid backup to a a reasonable starter from a reasonable starter to um you know pro bowl level or or or, or even or even you know you know uh, upper tier uh, starter you know that that can be more valuable than one uh, perennial generational all star it can be.
0: Yeah, I believe that Campin has led all uh, offensive line coaches in total number of of his linemen who have gone to the Pro Bowl since he was hired. So I think six different offensive linemen went to the Pro Bowl under him. So that's pretty impressive, but I don't know. That's uh, Those are big words saying that that offsets the loss of one of the greatest left tackles to ever play the game.
1: I mean, I'm sensing some hyperbole, but <laughs> if you if <laughs> got if you so. got if you got to if you got to make that point, to get that point across, if you got to say that and put it in that context, now my eyes are peeled and I'm ready to see that turnaround.
0: Hey, before we get to the rest of these coaching hires, have you watched the entire series of Game of Thrones since we spoke last week?
1: I you know what I have done because <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Well I don't want to lie to you, what I have done is I've actually, I don't know if this is worse, but I have started to read up on the reviews so I can prepare myself for, like, any type of, you know, almost like jet lag of trying to catch up to everything and confusion and knowing that the the Red Wedding thing is coming up and not really, know, you know, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to pace myself and, and get a kind of semi-understanding of some of the setting environment and characters before I... I lose lose them all lose every character that could be my favorite don't
0: do it don't do it go in knowing nothing i know uh well the books the books and the the tv show are fairly different from what i understand the book i tried i will tell you i don't know how i came to own it maybe my brother bought it but i found the first book at my house one day and it's a doozy it's like one of those two thousand page things and it's just crazy and look, I don't have the patience for that. So right. that was out. I thought, all right. I'm going to download the audiobook. I'll I'm at the computer all day. I'll just listen to it while I'm while I'm working. I think it was something like 43 hours long or something like that. It's just just some mm, absurd what? number. Yeah, like I don't that's not going to work for me either. So yeah, no. So, you know, <laughs> I, but not I do I do, I do understand that there are like some characters are kind of combined, some characters don't exist in one version or the other. Some are, you know, bigger than the book than the movie, the movie than the book. I think, you know, it, and that's that's going to happen with any television show too, because naturally some actors are going to become more popular and thus they're going to get more screen time. Right, right, right. Like we got uh, we got Amelia Clark as as Daenerys Targaryen, and everyone everyone loves Amelia Clark. And eh, I guess there haven't really been a ton more breakout stars. Kit Harrington's Jon Snow is fairly popular, but i don't know i don't think you need the the background is what i'm saying
1: okay i'll dive in i have some time this weekend actually and then i have mon- uh, monday a lot of time on monday so reporting back next week
0: entire series
1: entire series well, he, bar, man. well
0: here's the goal so i think uh they announced do you watch true detective <gasps> love true detective okay. can't wait
1: to get into this season man
0: okay well first two episodes spectacular but they announced the um, they announced the premiere date for Game of Thrones right before the season premiere of True Detective this year, and I think it's like April fourteenth or something. So you got you got some time.
1: All right, I can make that happen. That's low. Pre- that's actually lower pressure than I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I will want it all done immediately. But look, if you <laughs> if, if you want to be a slacker and wait and take all the time, like doing your homework at the last minute, that's fine too. That just that just tells me more about your personality. More about your work ethic.
1: You you really know how to push my competitive <laughs> buttons, man. I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: you're actually like right now. Your stream. You have like the first four episodes going on different monitors. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it. I will watch them before the show is over. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. True Detective. Did you 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 have or have not seen the first couple of episodes of the I season? I have not seen
1: the first couple yet. Oh, so I don't really good. Get it, but I, I loved uh, loved season. Oh, well, I loved uh, season two. Season two was wait, pretty good.
0: Wait, what? Season 1? Yeah, I know you, was, You're the other way. Nope. You, you loved season 2 and not and you were lukewarm on season 1.
1: I, the reason why I like season 2 is because although um it was kind of the there was no actual realistic like plot. Uh-huh. I still I still love how deep um what, uh, his, what is his name? I Vince his name. Vaughn. No, <laughs> obviously not Vince Vaughn.
0: I don't know um, what you're getting at. Cause I Colin mean, that, Farrell. Colin Farrell. Oh, the did, Colin Farrell, amazing. yeah. Rachel McAdams, amazing. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah,
1: like they did amazing.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> I I don't know. I know
1: because people people rely on the storyline because season one storyline was almost flawless. And season two does it, it pales in comparison. But Colin Farrell k- killed his role, and I really enjoyed it.
0: You're a Colin Farrell fan?
1: I am, is that a... No,
0: no, I, okay. I thought right. Colin Farrell would turn into a much bigger star than he has.
1: Also, also, yeah.
0: I think he, he first of all, he did the same movie like 35 times. <laughs> with like SWAT and uh, yeah. the other, the one with him and Al Pacino where he's an undercover <laughs> yeah. agent. Oh, and uh, what's the phone booth? I just feel like Almost. he's al- he always does the same movie. By the way, Kiefer Sutherland, the sniper in that movie. great role yes. for Shout Great role for Kiefer. Kiefer. I like yeah. to think that that's what happens when Jack Bauer goes bad. Like that's a season of 24 we <laughs> didn't see, where Jack was just trying to kill Colin Farrell for some reason.
1: I'll <laughs> um, <Now> watch again.
0: <laughs> it was, ah, I don't know. I just I felt like the first season magic of Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson was tough to replicate. Of course, of course. And I can't say this guy's name. I think I think this guy in season three is one of the best actors in the world right now. But I cannot he for the is, life of mine oh, say his name.
1: I, I, uh, Ali is fine. Just his last name's fine. Yeah, cause yeah, Ali, Ali yeah, really cuts it down. Not a lot of Ali's <laughs> in the world. Not yet. Know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, when I saw he was he was the uh, the lead, I'm like already like double down sold. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, and I was a little bit worried because I I you know read up on all of it and it was going to be three t- like sort of like three parallel timelines to tell a story. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that, but they play it really, really well. Okay, like I am, I'm excited, I am man. Super hype. I'll tell you what; I'll be interested to talk about this with you. Um, okay, I'm gonna take a shot at this. Mah, Maharshala, Maharshala Ali, Ma- mm-hmm. Mah,
1: I wish th- we had an applause button. I will give you an applause for that.
0: Thank you, buddy. You could have just clapped. This is an audio medium that would have worked fine. <laughs> but uh, I'll be interested to get your take. Um, the one issue, oh my goodness, does he have a a fascinating name. Everyone should look up this gentleman's his given name at birth. It is, look, <clears throat> okay, I believe from time to time, and this, look, different cultures have different ways of coming up with stupid names. <laughs> White people, for instance, and celebrities at that like to take random nouns and make them first names this yeah. is this is my son hammock this is my <laughs> son door this is my son tree pollen whatever other cultures sometimes it looks like they're just throwing letters together and <laughs> that seems to be the case here with okay so ma mahershala is the first half of his name Ooh, his first great. name Iha Shabaz Mahershala Iha Shabaz is is I butchered it, but that's that's basically his first name.
1: I'll take it. So actually,
0: thank you, buddy.
1: There we thank go. Thank
0: you. Went to school in, uh, born in Oakland, California. Went to St. Mary's College. Okay.
1: Shout out California love.
0: Uh, absolutely. But uh, hey, I did not. He was he was in the Hunger Games, Mockingjay. Well, look, we're not here to talk yes. about Mahershala Ali. Okay. 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 That'll be, that, that's after the football season ends. There's going to be a plenty of time to go off on any weird tangent that we come up with for any given week when the, yeah. biggest, the biggest news is the Jaguars signed a linebacker with 22 career tackles.
1: Yeah, which we're going to celebrate pretty hard. <laughs>
0: well, I do, I do want to move back to football, and I do want to talk about – oh, okay. I know that I just said we're moving away from this, but I want to get this point across just so it's out there. The yep. one thing I do want to talk to you about once you start seeing the first couple episodes, I feel like they made a mistake with his partner. Could have done better mm. than Steven Dorf. This could have been a really good two-handed show. It is not. It is the Mahershala Ali show.
1: It is, okay. All right. I'll, I'll uh, keep that in mind as I try to have a blank slate uh, with so my approach.
0: While you have those four episodes of Game of Thrones going on, just watch True Detective on your phone. it'll all work out for you uh, but we are going to move back to football and I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars ironically they hired John D Filippo to be their offensive coordinator what do you think I love it care to elaborate
1: I <laughs> no i I think I think it's a, a a strong fit a good fit and we can I think they'll see finally get to the stage the next level of, of where they expect them they expect themselves to be Um, before the season and it's it's the it's the kind of change um I guess not shocking change but again I I, I, you hear me speak often on uh like this is such a a Browns move or there's a cultural like there's some counter-cultural decisions being made and I Mm -hmm. think this is one of them all right well interesting move for sure he comes in he replaces Nathaniel
0: Hackett who uh, actually took the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator job. That's
1: that's interesting too, but go, we'll get to that.
0: Not not in a good way if I right. as far as I'm concerned. If, right. But a lot of people are suggesting that this now puts the Jaguars as the favorite to trade for Nick Foles this offseason.
1: I just I was talking to a friend of mine about this and it seems like the case, but Not going back to my other point, Mm. it just seems like a thing that, like, it's the right thing to do, and it's that's that's a a completely um, non-football way of looking at it. But it just doesn't seem like the thing the Jaguars would do because it's so much the right thing to do. Mm. Too obvious, too obvious, too easy. Seems it makes too much sense for a team that had every opportunity to turn the corner and found a lot of ways not to do it, to say, this is the right move and moving forward and moving past, um, Bortles. I don't, I hope I would love, I want, I'm rooting for Foles to land in a spot similar to this where there's, there's some, uh, high, high volume, um, uh, running game that, and, and he can get, he can get his play action passing game going, which he's, he's really, really good at. He spot throws better than most. And, um, and then get some explosive playmakers on the on the outside, at least one. So I will hope yeah. he lands in a situation like the Jaguars, but I don't know. <clears throat> I don't see. I don't see them doing the right thing for the. Well, the
0: the for other the upside there is that you get to play with a very good defense,
1: really good defense. And I think they 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 uh, gather the wagons a bit. You know, it got I got a little bit off the rails with the uh, with Jalen. Uh, as they start to sputter because he hates losing that much and that's mm-hmm. the kind of, you know, the opposite effect that you get from from him when you're winning. I don't think it it actually uh became a situation where he can't remain on the team or he's uncoachable or any I mean he was he was freelancing a bit, but that can be that can be coached up or forgiven when you play at the level he plays at. So I think they corral the, the chemistry and they corral the excitement of the defense and um and they get they get back to a strong defense of support. That running game um, get a, get get back to a two headed monster, obviously, uh, and 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 hopefully get a strong quarterback in with Foles. I don't think so, but it, <laughs> it would look good.
0: Well, when we talk about changing the culture of an organization, how important is it to get rid of guys like you know Jalen Ramsey was causing problems. Leonard Fournette seems to be a giant problem. How important is it to sort of shed that bad news from your roster?
1: I think so. It, a coach. Uh, especially a, a, a new coach, or any or any 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 fresh eyes have to account for you know the context of of what was happening now. Fournette's a bit of a different issue mm-hmm. because win, lose or draw, he's 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 kind of like that. I think Ramsey has proven um, that he is very passionate about winning, uh, and that you know the the boisterous. Um, confidence that comes out when they're winning or when he has a, a favorable matchup or any matchup for that, for that matter. <laughs> um, it comes, it comes out that same passion and, and, and raw, you know, um, vocal, vocal quote unquote leadership comes yeah. out when they're losing. And I think with him freelancing, it's not so much boycotting or, or, or so much not buying in. It's, it's a guy that wants to win so bad. He, he puts it on his shoulders type of thing and tries to just, you know, there's only one Ed Reed, though. So like, well, you know, oh yes, you yes, You got to be careful is. with that stuff. And
0: Ed Reed is one of those very rare, super elite, Hall of Fame level safeties who could actually play today and still be a super elite, Hall of Fame level safety.
1: Absolutely, his game is so transferable to this uh, low contact, uh, you know, soft touch touch game because he he his game wasn't so much intimidation as it was understanding his opponent uh, and trusting his instincts and I mean just really having probably I mean once in a lifetime ball skills for a defensive player crazy ball skills
0: oh yeah no super super elite kind of like this on that same level as a guy like Rod Woodson
1: Yes, yes, which, oh, way to pull that name. I think, you know, generations forget about how good Rod Woodson was Mm -hmm. at tracking the ball and coming down with the interception and then making a play with the ball in his hands. Really fun to watch and stuff. So those are two guys that you won't see a lot of. And, I mean, obviously, rest in peace, Sean Taylor was uh, on his way to being a really scared— he was he was he was uh he was finding the ball. I think his first couple of years he wasn't uh c- coming down with with the uh, interceptions like he was expected to coming out of Miami. But I think he started to uh, to really take his craft seriously and started coming down with some of them interceptions. I don't want to speak
0: ill of of anyone, especially anyone who's passed. But I'll speak ill of anyone who's alive. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> the show would be boring if we didn't. Uh, but I don't know. I I wonder if we're sort of remembering him. For a little bit more than he was, because I always thought he was sort of that intimidator kind of safety, not the ball skills. Let's sit in the backfield and you know play center field type safety.
1: He he had he came in as a strong safety. You're right, and they played him they played him in the box and outside of the box. I think that there's some some revisionist history, probably from both sides, because he made such. Explosive tackles, especially like the Pro Bowl uh, mm-hmm. punter tackle stuff like that, rings true. And like obviously his his height weight combination makes you remember his thuds, and he had a lot of thud plays. But uh, I, he his his ball tracking was was very elite, and I think he started to come into his own right before um, his right. passing. And I think he was his upward trajectory to be you know less of a Brian Dawkins, more of an Ed Reed was starting to to happen. Fair
0: enough. Well, you talk about Ramsey and his attitude. Don't cornerbacks have to like especially high end cornerbacks don't they kind of have to be egomaniacs anyway?
1: Yes, and and I know it's it's kind of cliche to say it, but you really have to do that because these receivers I can't even imagine what a DB is thinking in this the current uh, framework of, of right. playing on the outside <laughs> and and not even being able to intimidate physically. Jalen Ramsey has an amazing size and who knows what he would have been playing uh 6 to 8 years ago. But you have to kind of just be a maniac to say I, any movement you make is a bad move just so that you can uh, mentally prepare to, to be beat, you know, two out of three times and count that. You know, it start, you start to, uh, to get a batting average success mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with DBs and, and, and what you call success because the odds are stacked against you. The game and the rules are stacked against you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's take our first break and
1: we'll be right
0: back. Hey guys, it's Chris and I have got a major announcement right now, so listen up. We're kicking 2019 off in a big way thanks to our friends at BetOnline.ag, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. What's that? Maybe you didn't love all of your gifts this holiday season. Well, we can make it right. How does an all-expenses-paid trip to the big game sound? We're talking about a round-trip flight, hotel, VIP tailgate party, and tickets to the big game for you and a guest in Atlanta. You heard me right. There is no strings attached. You don't have to donate a kidney or sign up for a timeshare. You have a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime, all-expenses-paid trip to the NFL's biggest game of the year in Atlanta for two people. I'm sure you're wondering, how do I enter? Well, it's simple. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for a betonline.ag account, and use the promo code BIGGAME to enter the contest. Our exclusive partners at BetOnline.ag have the golden tickets, so don't miss out. The promotion ends January 28th. Once again, just visit BetOnline.ag today for all the details. That's BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BIGGAME. B-I-G space G-A-M-E. The big game is just around the corner, and with each passing week, the Super Bowl picture becomes more clear. So, check out The Rich Eisen Show on Podcast One Sportsnet as the legendary sportscaster analyzes the plays and predicts what's going to happen on February 3rd. Download The Rich Eisen Show every weekday on Podcast One Sportsnet or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, we're back. Uh, So much to talk about, so little time. Let's let's talk about my favorite hirings of this year. And let's talk about what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. It's weird Mm -hmm. to say this, but boy, did they knock the hiring process out of the park.
1: Yes, culture shifts across the board, man. I'm very, very excited for, I think... What's coming is a shift in the NFC North, the most steady division in the past 10 AFC, years. AFC, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, AFC North, sorry, <laughs> in the past 10 years. And it's all happening, I think, quote-unquote, <laughs> this is imaginary, if, if but the right way. The uh-huh. Browns are doing it, you know, with, with a firm structure, uh, coaches that aren't afraid to let the players be uh, who they need to be? I, there was a Jake home quote that <laughs> has stuck with me. I, can't, I know, right? <laughs> I can't Jake Delhomme shout this. out where <laughs> where he said, "You know, as, as as detailed as professional football is, it still comes down to feeding the stud, and that's basically around a, a, a way of saying like, make sure your best players can play their best, mm-hmm. and not trying to you know fit them into a certain thing, but just." put them in position to win and have a strong structure that let, lets them do that under your expertise. And I think the Browns are putting that together in a major, major way.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't do a lot better. I, well, we're going to find out whether or not Freddie Kitchens is ready for this or not, and what or whether or not he's sort of a flash in the pan. Let's, I don't think he is, but we know Todd Monken one of the best offensive coordinators in football. We know Steve Wilkes is one of the best defensive coordinators in football we yeah. know then these are underrated but i talked about joe Campen earlier he's one of the best offensive line coaches stump yeah. mitchell comes over he is one of the league's best running backs coaches they they spared no expense and brought in the best guy they possibly could in almost every situation is this is unreal
1: and 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 don't forget like we're th- we're t- we're talking real time right now so we're talking basically um what coaches are going to be a pro- be able to provide the roster come the 2019 season but mm-hmm. don't forget that like these guys come with a, a wealth of institutional knowledge as far as bringing in free agents how how to draft how to how to make um veteran players better teammates all this stuff comes with these coaches so not only will they make the current roster better and the current starters better and the product uh, on the field better. But you, then you start to, you know, bring in these little, these little pieces, certain types of players to develop, you know, a certain mindset, certain um, systems and structures on how to maintain a successful um you know, de- uh, skill uh, development from the, your position all the way up to to, you know, uniting as an offensive front, defensive front, stuff like that. All that stuff comes with this. And that's where you really start to see, like, wow, this team does it a different way. And why do they keep winning and keep winning? It's coming.
0: Yeah. Two years ago, we would never hear something like the news we got today where Alabama's D.C. Tosh LePoy left Alabama to go coach with the Browns. Right. And he's not right. even in D.C. Is... He's going to be like I haven't even, I haven't seen where he's going to be, but he's like a, maybe he's the linebackers
1: coach. I'm not I don't even know what role he's going to have, but it's not a major one. Imagine like you want to be a part of this, this, this upswing in whatever the Browns are doing. You want to be a part of it over the stability and the consistency of, of Alabama. football. Right. So if that that might be, you know, the, the biggest telltale sign of of what's happening in Cleveland.
0: Well, let's talk about what's happening in Oakland and Oklahoma and the NFL draft, Mario. This yeah. Kyler Murray situation is interesting, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we all know Murray's the ninth pick in the draft last summer, a couple summers ago. I don't remember when it was. Last summer, I guess, to the Oakland A's. He gets a $4.9 million signing bonus. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That allows him to play one last year in college football for Oklahoma, and then he's going to shift his attention full-time to Major League Baseball. Well, what actually happened is Kyler Murray took the world by storm, won the Heisman, became a high-level draft prospect, and then he goes back to the A's this, uh, this past, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and he says, hey, uh, I know you gave me $4.9 million and we negotiated a contract, but uh, I'll tell you what, give me $15 million or I'm going to play football. Like, what, what did you think of he, when you heard that? Because I had pretty strong opinions on that.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm willing to to get my opinion out before you get yours. I'm interested to hear yours. But I mean, I applaud him for taking advantage of a situation where the player wow. is in control of the beginning of his career and and making the the best of what could be. You know, it's a once not could be. It is a once in a lifetime situation, and you have to make the best of it. And as of right now, the To make the best of it, you try to get the highest return on whatever investment you've uh, created for yourself up to this point. So it's a negotiating tool, and it's a fair negotiating tool. I'm not angry with him. I'm going to
0: fall to the other side of that. I I think it is an unbelievably scummy move. I really do. I understand he's got a lot more negotiating power. But to me, this didn't read like a negotiation. This was a stick up. This was, I want to play football, I know you're not going to give me this, so this is going to give me an out. And make it look like, well, at least I tried. I don't think he ever had any interest (laughs) in playing Major League Baseball. Well, after we saw what happened at Oklahoma this year, I think he realized being a pro football quarterback is a lot more lucrative. It's a lot more lucrative quicker. It's a, a lot better for your notoriety, for your personal brand. And it's just, honestly... It's a lot cooler being a starting quarterback in the NFL than it is an outfielder in some t- some A organization.
1: It just is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I get that, and it's tough for me to call it a stick up because if you get it, he had a
0: contract. Then- he signed a contract with these people, and I
1: mean <laughs> now, and and this
0: is a guy who hit two ninety. He hit two ninety at Oklahoma. Okay, like it's it's. He was—he's a toolsy draft pick. There is no guarantee that this guy's ever going to be a major league baseball player. None whatsoever. Not even close. Two ninety does not uh, do not pretend to a three ten hitter in major league baseball. He's gonna—he was going to struggle. Now, was the talent there? Look, I didn't watch him play a ton at Oklahoma. To be honest with you, I didn't—I didn't check out the Oklahoma Sooners baseball team as much as I should. I'll call my, call myself <laughs> out on that one. But looking at the stats, it seems like this guy would have had a, a real uphill journey to try and get to the majors, and the the reality of baseball too. All right, let's say <clears throat> he's what? He's twenty one, something like that. Twenty twenty one. Gotta be twenty. Yeah. Let's assume. Let's say he's twenty one. Let's say he spends four years in the minors, gets to the majors when he's twenty five. Then we've got three years playing on a rookie contract and two years of arb. So he's twenty nine thirty before he gets any real money in major league baseball,
1: yeah, I mean that's that's what that's why I don't think it's a stick up as as more of it's like, look, things have shifted. It was a great opportunity yes, i I did the best with the information I was presented to me at the time. The information has changed the, the the a's aren't really making it making it a a clean breakup so if 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 you're gonna put you know. Uh, the, the scouting department and, and certain people tweeting that I'm a jerk mm-hmm. on on social media. OK, well, then, you know, and it's it's all right, let me let me make this really worth my while if I want to be a, a, a part of this organization. And it's it's just now that the information is shifting. And, and yes, he was never going to get that money. And I agree with you. But to say it and to do it, to see if. If this is you know way out the journey now, I, I will completely play baseball if I'm I'm um, unreasonably paid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, play baseball.
0: Yeah, until until next year when I decide. Yeah, you know what? I I'm going to play football anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ugh.
0: Worked out well for Brandon <laughs> Whedon.
1: It did. it actually did.
0: Oh my god, monetarily. Um, it just drives me nuts. Where do you? Uh, we're seeing a lot of hyperbole around Murray right now. Even that he could be uh, the number two quarterback picked behind Dwayne Haskins, where do you think he lands right now?
1: People are being fooled by what a lot of the intangibles that Baker Mayfield has. Yes, and it's a good point think that they think that this uptrend and you know this size thing matters a lot, mm-hmm. whether people believe it or not. It matters a lot in how you are able to see the field. Um, i mean obviously there's there's the the whole like passing the ai test but it really seeing the field to put the ball in the spot um to predict uh windows you have there's just certain physical traits you have to have um and then speaking from a wide receiver standpoint it, it's why certain routes are are better for for different types of wide receivers okay. um, talk so, about that talk about that what's yeah, the best so, what's I'm, the best route for you so for me, like, I mean, obviously getting vertical is, is great, but it's not actually the best route for me because um, the, my catch radius is actually smaller um, for a quarterback. He has to drop it over the top in the bread basket. if mm-hmm. I'm winning over the top. Um, he can't put it uh, kind of – he can't trail me at all. Uh, putting it inside is dangerous, whereas a guy that's 6'2", um, 215 – He can fight for that ball. He can fight for misplacement a lot better. So that makes bigger guys actually better deep threats if they're not absolutely slow as molasses. Like, that's actually a thing that that we learn over time professionally, that it increases your catch radius. Um, Hitches or or slants are big plays for me where, you know, I'm able to get small um, just like a kickoff return. So you want to get you actually is it's it's counterintuitive, but you want bang bang plays more times than not with a player like me or seams Julian Edelman makes a living off seams and then mm-hmm. turns those seams into into jerk routes or option routes and you know that's that's the kind of thing you want out of a wide receiver and that's all because of 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 you know physicality the physical presence that you bring to the game and it works the same way with quarterback and I think that because there's one uh clip that I saw of Murray at uh, Oklahoma. Amazing touchdown pass, great arm, uh, arm talent, but he sat in the pocket for it could have been a, a total of twenty-two minutes, <laughs> uh, in nine nine yards deep. Like you don't, you're not getting a nine-yard drop in the NFL and standing a long time, um, and delivering, you know, a, a fourth, a fourth, um, fourth read lane. That's not gonna happen. And if you don't have the savvy or you don't have the 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 football intelligence, um. And the, the kind of intuitiveness that, that Baker Mayfield has to create those windows, create those lanes, stay as accurate as any quarterback on the run. Yeah. Um and his anticipation is 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 Aaron Rodgers could be as is as good as Aaron Rodgers once uh he develops. You know, those type of things Ky- Kyle Murray doesn't have. And I think that it's starting to sway. I think the story of Kyle Murray is starting to get to folks. Uh, I I know you mean Kyler Murray. But uh, Kyler Murray,
0: yeah, it's it's a a dumb name. Don't feel bad about it. But uh, no, you know, with Murray, um, you know who he he reminds me of, and how he throws the football, and they're two completely different styles of play. But just in terms of his anticipation and touch, he reminds me a lot of Deshaun Kaiser. And yeah, I say that Kaiser, if Kaiser can can make a nice throw if he has a guy open. But if you ask him to anticipate and you know throw a guy open, he does not do that well. Struggles
1: really. And I think Murray with struggles
0: with the same stuff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely great assessment, absolutely.
0: Um oh, I had a fu- question I wanted to ask you cuz I've always wondered about this. So, let's get it straight from the horse's mouth. So, we t- we hear <laughs> a lot of talk about 40 times this time of year. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, Johnny Football, oh, that's a real kind of person." Whatever. Greg fake name ran a 4 <laughs> 4.55 and it's so impressive because he's 62 and 250. Uh, so the obviously we're running we're running in shorts in ideal situations. Have you ever run a 40 with pads on?
1: I've never been timed in a 40 with pads on. Maybe. How
0: much time do you think it adds to a guy's to a guy's 40 time?
1: Okay, here's there's a strange thing. Um that I guess if you're saying in pads During a game, I mean, that adrenaline, your adrenaline shifts in such a way that it either takes you to a a third or fourth gear that you could never have in shorts or and and you really don't feel it or it freezes you. And and that's where guys can't carry over any any track speed, uh, so to speak, in in the games. But I think um, just the the average player is going to add about, you know, it's going to it's going to slow them down. Um, Maybe uh, uh an eighth of a or, or a eight hundredth of a second or maybe even a tenth of a second okay all right so we're at, we're adding a decent amount of time to it yeah, uh, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. i would be
0: very interested in this and first i'd also i would really like to know i'd really like to see guys timed with pads on because as far as i know football is played with pads on and this it might is. be this might be another one of those things where it's like okay well this guy he just runs a little bit better in pads. He's a little more comfortable. I'm not not faster but better than the better than the norm whereas, you know, this this track wide receiver all of a sudden he's not comfortable with it. And all he gets, you know, I don't know if it weighs him down or he doesn't have the sort of flexibility he's used to and it really bothers him and it slows him down. I would love to see this. Why are we not timing guys in pads?
1: I have no idea where it came from, maybe cuz it just like logistically it doesn't make sense. Not doesn't make sense, but it's harder to do to get a bunch of guys to come in their pads and then take off unless they do all the testing and pads. But you make a great point. And I would even like to to add another wrench to that point, and even look at two fast guys mm-hmm. and just look at them in their pads. And even I mean, you can look at their, their production over their careers, but uh, a Marquis Goodwin and a Deshaun Jackson, who are both um world class uh sprinters as if at, at, in any right yeah. and Deshaun look, doesn't look like he's breaking a sweat in pads and 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 Mark, Marquise Goodwin always looks like he's trying very hard to be as fast as he is and how that translates into why Deshaun can be fluid and successful as a wide receiver uh in the NFL so even like that type of thing you'd find out uh if we add your your little um you know, twist to uh, our 40-yard dashes. Uh, I'm
0: not sure who the top wide receiver prospects are in the country next year, but this is really calling out all of the top prospects in the country next year. Tua, this is to you. Jake Fromm, this is this is to you. All of you are welcome to the inaugural Underdog Sports NFL Draft Combine next year. We're going to do things a little going bit down. differently. I mean, uh, Mario's going to run most of it because – The rest of us are idiots, (laughs) but we're going to get actual measurements. We're going to get real legitimate times and uh, it's going to be exciting. So uh, look for that on ESPN, the Ocho next year. (laughs) No, but there's, I do. The combine is kind of one of those things that we just, we've never changed and we have such better technology now. Why have we not changed this?
1: Uh, yeah, it's gonna just take someone saying like, just do it. It is one of those changes where like it it, it couldn't hurt, and it, it it just just try it out. And if you don't like it, go back to the other thing. There's so many. It's worth a shot. Maybe one even like pro day. One school does it to prove and and then it changes everything. So who knows? Yeah, it, I, wa- it, it,
0: I would be interested. I watched this uh, the sports science combine kind of show a couple years ago, and I thought it was fascinating because like for the quarterbacks they can they put on this headgear and they can literally see how long it takes them to go through their progressions. This is yeah. information I want if I'm drafting this guy and I'm paying a bunch of money.
1: Yeah, yeah, start it, it's actually there's a there's a, what's happening in sports performance with, with reactive training and actually like in-game um in-game training as far as uh um, sound, audible reaction, uh, visual reaction, that type of stuff. That's where, like you know, training has gone. Uh, so there's no reason why testing can't go in that way as well to give us a better understanding of what, what, how much money we're dumping in the, into these guys and what they're capable of doing. All right. Well,
0: that's good. I'm I'm excited to see how the the draft combine goes next year. But uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the playoffs real quick any surprises from the divisional round last week
1: no crazy surprises I think I expected a little bit of a bigger point differential between the Cowboys and Rams uh the way the game was playing out and the way it was controlled going into the second half and coming out uh going into the going yeah coming out of the second quarter going into the third I thought that it would it would finish out a little bit different but other than that, I mean, you know, and the Eagles stood stronger uh, much longer than, than anticipated. Good for them. I think mm-hmm. that's really, really, uh big momentum point. Even though, you know, Nick Foles won't be there, I think there's just a lot of momentum uh, going into next year and understanding that there was a lot of key injuries on that defensive backside. Um, so, uh, but, to, but, but besides those, I mean, business as usual.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh... – even at fourteen nothing, I just never felt confident.
1: Yeah, I feel you.
0: Not for not for one second. Uh this team desperately needs a running back. Just desperately yes. needs a running yes. back. Wendell Smallwood gets more carries than the rest of the team combined, he gets and he averages three point three yards on ten carries. That just yeah. that doesn't do it.
1: <laughs> right. Right. It's a. it's not what's gonna get you over the hump or in that position again. Next year, we said it before, and we didn't even think they'd get this far, but you're not going to continue to be a a Super Bowl contender uh, without at least some type of remnant of a a running game with a clear-cut runner. And what's crazy is that even for as outmatched as they are,
0: if Alshon catches that ball, we might be talking about the Eagles playing for the, the right to go to the Super Bowl right now.
1: I know. I felt so bad for him, man. He's such a hard worker. I felt really bad for him crazy and
0: i think that was his only drop in the playoffs so geez that's rough That's rough you know i've made fun of this guy before but shout out to crayon leblanc never thought i would say that
1: yes we that is the first name i thought of played great yes i mean, Good just, for him he man. may actually be an nfl football player no i mean those these are the kind of the breaks that you need in your early career if you're in his position to where like oh I found out I can make these way a Malcolm Butler type of play where you're like, "Oh, I can play with these guys at a high level consistently and then you you know, you become some <laughs> some staple in the league." So good for him.
0: Yeah, good job by your guy Avante Maddox proved he can Man, play in I the love league.
1: That kid. Yeah. So proud of him. Hopefully he comes and visit us at uh at Legacy uh during the off season. Yeah, you and, guys kept him too long.
0: And when he does, you tell him stop biting on the goddamn double moves. <laughs> <laughs> just it, it wouldn't stop be the first it. time
1: he's heard it it wouldn't be the first time he's heard it oh
0: my god just stop he's like <laughs> i i love i really do love this guy as a prospect he's he looks like a future starting cornerback i did not expect to get that from a, a small fourth round draft pick but yeah he played great real argument that oh man i don't know he uh, he might be the best cornerback on the roster, legitimately.
1: He could be. He's like, working at it. If, if, I'm not a Jalen Mills guy.
0: Sidney yeah. Jones is just kind of stunk. I and Darby is a, Darby's a free agent. Maddox might be the best corner on this roster.
1: Hey, I love that you're saying it. I thought he had the poten- potential to do that. You know, two or three years down the line with some more physical development, as you mentioned, but just it's a natural corner. So it was excited to see him step up and not uh, shrink under the lights and yeah, you guys might have one. with Avante?
0: I hope so, because we need one because right now we don't have one.
1: You don't have. One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no No disrespect to Craven LeBlanc.
1: He's done his work. He's done his due.
0: Yeah, no, you've done as much as we could possibly ask for you, Cravon, but it's time to let the grown-ups take it from here. <laughs> uh, have, was this so obviously horrible, horrible luck for Brandon Brooks, who is playing like one of the best guards in the league this year towards Achilles. Probably, yeah. uh, I mean this. Honestly, it could be a, th- a situation where he misses all of 2019 with an injury. Know, with an injury like that for a 330-pound guy, let's hope not. Right. Let's hope we can get him back late. Obviously, he'll be a be a pup guy and an IR guy to start the season. But you know, best of luck in his, to him in his rehab. Have we now seen the last of Jason Peters in the NFL?
1: We, ha- I think, the time has come. Uh, for him and his great career, I think yeah, I think uh, he hangs it up, and uh, it's it's sad to see him go. Hopefully, you guys have a, have a contingency plan. It's it's gonna be weird to not see him in an Eagles uniform. So, yeah, I, I do.
0: Yeah, it's sad, but he's one of those guys. who just he's getting hurt every single game.
1: It's hard to keep it up. Tough know? guy,
0: plays through as much as he possibly can, but every single game. And it's just—I mean, uh, these
1: guys are getting; it's getting brutal on on the edges, so it's tough.
0: Well, we got the rugby player, so uh, so we should be fine. <laughs> That'll be a, an interesting story to watch next preseason. Do they let? Yeah. I think I think they had they only let Jordan Mailata suit up on game day three times this year. So by all accounts, like doing very very well in individual instructions before he got shot down with an injury, but. Yeah, man, uh, really need something from him because I have no con, no confidence at all in Hal Palati Vitae.
1: That's your boy. That's your boy. Don't have a, say have that. some. Have a little more confidence.
0: No, don't say that's my boy. That's not my boy. There is. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that on me. I don't. <laughs> Vitae, he. He is a fine fourth tackle for a team. Fourth. My goodness. No higher than that. No more Nick Foles being protected by Hal Vitae in the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's time to have a real left tackle and uh, Mr. Wentz finally playing the quarterback position. (sighs) All right. Let's let's look ahead to this weekend. The conference championship. Here we are. By the way, can't wait for next week's show when we really, really dig into what we're going to see in the Pro Bowl. But oh uh, man,
1: I've, I've got I've got my notes ready. Don't you worry. <laughs>
0: yeah, what I would say is make sure you watch a lot of True Detective and Game of Thrones this week. <laughs> let's. Um, these lines brought to you as always by our friends from Bet Online. And by the way, I want to, you know, you you guys have all heard this ad run already, but I want to I want to shout this out again because it is so cool. This this special we're running with Bet Online is it's a unique thing. You can win. This is serious. Just by signing up for Bet Online, uh, creating a new ca- account, and using the promo code Big Game, you can win two tickets to the Super Bowl, round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and a bunch of other super cool stuff from Bet Online. This is awesome. This is the coolest thing that we've is ever done. Really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm gonna create a fake name and, and put an even thicker mustache on to try to get try to win
0: i'll do the same and if either one of us wins we take the other one as our plus one
1: deal deal
0: that's just bet online we're we're kidding don't worry about it we're yeah, kidding we're kidding don't look t- don't look <laughs> too much into who wins <laughs> don't pay attention to that i'm sure whoever it is is going to have a great time um <laughs> all right Rams saints the los angeles rams traveled to new orleans to take on the saints bet online has the saints minus three
1: Bet online, you're smart because you know what it comes down to, the super uber cliche. You've got young quarterback versus veteran quarterback. These teams are pretty even, uh, especially coming into the playoffs. They both look pretty good as far as their regular season selves. So now you're, you're, you're banking on who's ready for the moment. And as good as, as the run game looked, even though it was set up by the pass, uh, I think – Drew Brees' swan song does not end in the conference championship. I think he's he's gonna make the play. Oh boy! That wins the game. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a last possession game. I okay. believe both games will be la- uh, final possession, or you know, it, it dep- obviously depending on if they score so early that the other team has like an unreasonable final possession. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like a yeah, end of the fourth quarter final possession game. Okay. Um,
0: the over under on this fifty six. What do you think? My he, gosh,
1: I don't know. I think it's under. Okay, so you think playoffs played a little tighter? A little bit tighter, yeah. I think so. I think uh, we're, we're, I'm interested to see where McVeigh goes in in, uh, in this type of stage. But no, I think it's I think uh, it's much not much lower, but but definitely definitely under.
0: Okay. Well, the New England Patriots travel to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bet online has the Chiefs minus three.
1: Mmm. Bet online. I'm going against you this oh time. Oh boy! For the very same reason. For the very same reason. If anyone can break this uh, cliche, it's it's Mahomes, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be it's gonna be on a final drive, unbelievable play. It's gonna be an outside of the box thinking type of play that he his style of play. But I don't think he has that luxury. I think I think um, Bill Belichick is poised for this poised to okay. have taken that loss in the regular season, spend four or five weeks during the regu- regular season, taking an extra hour or two from each week and preparing for the Chiefs in the playoffs and implementing it in the conference championship. I think if anyone's going to do that, it's Bill Belichick. And it'll show um, in, a, in a pretty close, uh, close game, final possession, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. And he will go into his second-to-last football game with uh, come out with a win. You're saying Brady's hanging it up this summer. I think there's a surprise coming uh, between oh. both both quarterbacks for both of the winning teams that I'm predicting. That's interesting. That yeah. is, uh, I don't know if we can wager
0: on that at Bet Online, but uh, <laughs> well, we can certainly talk to them about adding it. So here's what I think is interesting: the uh, the over under for the rams Saints game, 56 in the Dome. In New Orleans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the over/under for this Patriots Chiefs game in what could be sub-zero temperatures in Arrowhead, fifty-six.
1: My goodness! And with this one, I'm gonna have to go with the push for even. Uh, really? I think there's gonna be tons of points scored in this game. You don't
0: think? You don't think the fact that.
1: Literally, people will be
0: fighting off gangrene during this game. Is going <laughs> to affect them.
1: No, no. Both of these teams have very, very skilled professionals who are ready for this type of game. All right. Well, let me tell you what. And tackling hurts. Tackling hurts in that weather. <laughs> tackling does so, hurt. So, tackling hurts know. in general. Right. So the points kind of go up. Kind of go up in those scenarios.
0: Let me tell you what. I I think the world of your football knowledge. I uh, I'm in awe of some of the stuff that uh, some of the pearls that you give us week in week out could not disagree with you more here.
1: I'm glad this is puts us puts us puts us at odds. Could not.
0: I think the chiefs run away with this game. I think they win by double digits.
1: Oh man. I cannot wait to text you multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) So look,
0: chiefs nine and one at home this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Patriots three and five on the road. And they yep. lo- and they lost to teams like Jacksonville, Detroit, etc. The yep. paid the Patriots giving up about three hundred and fifty nine yards uh, on defense to two opposing offenses each game at home. That number goes up to almost four hundred on the road. The biggest issue, if you want to stop, uh, if you want to stop Pat Mahomes, you got to get pressure. It's not yep. something the Patriots do. I really think that this is the passing of the torch in the AFC. I think I'm going to say uh, Chiefs win by 13.
1: Wow. Wow. You know what? I love the storylines developed by both of our uh our brains. <laughs> and, and I think uh see like you're saying the that's so, you know, it's it would be so sweet. It would be such a good taste for the NFL. it would would just be work perfectly that way. Like we need that, right? We've been starving for like the next, we've been trying to put so many different quarterbacks in that position. And those old guys keep coming out on top. And I just think it happens one more time. One more time.
0: Well, we shall see. This will play itself out. This is not a hypothetical. It will play itself out this weekend. I, uh, Less stress now that, that I don't have to worry about what's going to happen with the Eagles. So I can just uh, sit back, lick my wounds, and enjoy these games as I get ready for the Pro Bowl the following weekend. This is really all just a prelude to the Pro Bowl.
1: This, Yeah, we're really actually just <laughs> yawning through this weekend.
0: Who cares about conference championship football? I want to see what happens <laughs> with the guys who weren't good enough to make the Super Bowl. Exactly. All right, well, until then... That's been the Underdog Sports NFL Show. I've been Chris Wardell. He's been Mario Hines. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.